To live impeccably means to live without sin, but let's face it, we all fall short. However, a life of constantly missing the mark is where we find the chaos, the dysfunction, and we forego all of our results. I am your host, Amanda DiNardo, and I created this podcast as a safe space for you to begin this beautiful quest to live, learn, and lead a simply impeccable life. Hello, my Simply Impeccable listeners. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Simply Impeccable podcast. Today, I am here to encourage you. I just keep getting the same message over and over again, and I'm like, I need to share this. So, if you are like me, and many people that I, obviously my clients, and I'm such a people person that I talk to so many people, You've maybe been feeling a spirit of heaviness lately. And I've been feeling that like nobody's business (laughs) lately. And I'm like, what the heck? I teach people how to get from under the heaviness, right? So I was doing some investigating in my mind, getting curious, asking myself the questions And I realized that there is just a heaviness that I am meant to feel right now. And these are the nuances of coaching. I don't want people sitting in the emotional suffering with their thinking. You have to become highly, highly aware of your thoughts because likely in some of these heavy negative circumstances, you are creating a lot of default thoughts. And that's not where we want to stay. But there are some human emotions Many human emotions, in fact, over 34,000 unique emotions we have as human beings. There's more primary emotions that I'm going to talk about, but we are meant to feel these emotions. You might need to feel them for 90 seconds. You might need to feel them multiple times a day. You might need to feel them multiple times a day (laughs) for multiple weeks, months. When my dad died, I had to feel pain. Month after month after month after month. If I was not willing to feel that, it would be like that beach ball. I've used this example before. That beach ball that you're trying to hold underwater, you're trying to push down the pain, you're trying to push down all the negative feelings, and it just keeps popping back up. You have to feel them. So I'm over here investigating my mind, getting curious, and I realized There is a a lot of heaviness because there's just some heaviness in my life. There have been a lot of things that have changed. There's been a lot of shedding of skin. There's been a lot of transitions Um, and not necessarily bad transitions, but just heavy transitions because it, it, it marks a new a new way of being really. Um, so of course we're going to feel that discomfort when we're stepping into new or there's transitions or we're shedding skin and things have changed. Right. So it just starts to feel heavy, especially when there's so many of these things happening at once. Right. So like I said, I don't want anyone creating a lot of emotional suffering with their thinking. There are big feelings we must feel again. We cannot bury them. So I mentioned there are 34,000 unique emotions. 
But ordinarily, we are experiencing eight primary emotions, these big emotions. Anger, fear, sadness, joy, disgust, surprise, trust, and anticipation. I think trust is more like confidence, knowing, hope. So we don't let our emotions run us. I teach my clients not to allow your emotions to run your life. We have to manage them. We have to catch our thought errors about all the situations, right? So I'll give you an example of this. Someone dies that you love. You feel that, but then you start to layer on the emotional suffering suffering thoughts and they feel so justified. (laughs) Why me? Why did this have to happen? This isn't fair. When we say all of that to ourselves, we create more suffering. We create this pity party or we, we like literally go from like feeling the feelings and grieving to jumping on the pity train. Then we start going to, oh my gosh, what if I get some kind of cancer? When my dad died, I was I was like, this, this, nothing like this can happen to anyone ever again. Like it won't happen. And I moved from that to, oh my gosh, what if, and I'm start, I'm checking my daughter every night. I'm like, I have a lump in my throat. I'm Googling for hours, right? These emotional suffering thoughts, the what if thinking, the why, the, the, the statements that almost like take us out of reality and into that future place or spiraling in the past, that's never going to serve us. We have to feel these big emotions. If we don't feel big emotions, we don't build character. So you have no idea. This is wild. So I've been praying. I'm like, God, what do you need me to know? What do you need me to experience? What do you need me to realize? What kind of revelation do you need me to have right now? So the past couple weeks... I've been asking God to reveal what I need to see. And it was so amazing that one day I opened my Bible up to Romans and Romans chapter three, verse five, I believe. Let me, I didn't write it down, but it, the New Living Translation, Translation version says, not only so, we also but we also, oh gosh, is that it? Find glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Isn't that wild? So then three days later, I'm like, God, what's up? I swear the Holy Spirit was like, Amanda, open your Bible. I have a word for you. I opened up to the exact scripture, Romans 3, 5. Suffering produces perseverance. When we are in suffering, when we are in those heavy seasons, we are being pruned to persevere and build character and build that hope. Think about all the negative circumstances you've gone through in your life being fired, being bullied, losing someone that you love, divorce. I mean, again, I'm I'm obviously leaning more into the negative circumstances and negative big emotions. But all of those negative circumstances 
produce heavy, big emotions. And if we don't feel them, we don't find the hope on the other side. We don't find the beauty on the other side. I'm just thinking of one of my clients. Even the the circumstance of having to wait for your desired life produces big emotions. You feel so frustrated. You feel so... Maybe, maybe you even feel betrayed. Like, why don't I have this? And again, there's some emotional suffering thoughts that are definitely going to creep in when we don't see what we want in our reality. We make it mean so much. But one of my clients had been waiting to find the man of her dreams. And we coached on this. And she really stepped into that, that amazing self-concept that allowed her to be in a space to attract the most amazing man, right? So while not having that (laughs) sucked feeling through that and leveling up and watching your thoughts and still stepping into that new self-concept. It allowed her to prune and get to that place that produced that true hope and perseverance and character to where now she has found this amazing man. And I asked her the other day, I'm like, was it worth the wait? Because of course she's like, I hate waiting. I hate waiting, right? We don't like that. We don't even like the feeling of having to wait. It feels like torture. She felt so tortured by this waiting period of her life, right? So I I said, was it worth the wait? She said, 100%. 100%. If you didn't have to feel the torture of waiting, getting that desired outcome, that desired life, doesn't even feel as good <laughs> as having to feel those big big emotions going through it, right? All of these big emotions that we feel in times of suffering, when we really feel them, they grow us. They truly grow us. We avoid suffering like the plague, but it's growing us. <laughs> I'm going to give you an example of this too. We We even try to take away sufferings from our children. I saw this so much when I was a counselor working with high school students, watching how families would take away all the suffering. Oh, you forgot your lunch? Okay, I'm going to come bring you lunch. Oh, you need a coffee because you're so tired? Okay, I'll come bring you a coffee. (laughs) Don't, Don't suffer and be tired. Don't suffer and be hungry, right? And meanwhile, I mean, these kids are older, problem solve. I get like if you have a little kid, they maybe forgot their lunch. Although at that point, they're not really able to call you. (laughs) So they do have to figure it out, right? So I, my daughter came home the other day and she forgot part of her homework, which is not like her. She's very diligent. Like, I mean, this girl, even in, I mean, first grade would come home and do her homework right away. (laughs) I don't even think I had to drill that into her brain, but she forgot a piece of her homework. And I'm like, okay, well, I, as her parent offered up some problem solving strategies, what could we do? Okay. We could maybe look up the book online, the little principal version. I don't know what it was, but, um, we could look up some of the answers. And then I'm like, well, no, because that's kind of ick. So I didn't really offer that as a possibility. But then I was thinking, okay, well, maybe you can call a friend and we can go to their house. Not thinking that we have phones. (laughs) We can take pictures. (laughs) Um, So I'm like, you could call one of your friends and we could ask if we could go get that, you know, little packet, whatever, and borrow it and you can return it. And she was having a meltdown. 
I'm like, well, Rhea, listen, you might just have to go to school and tell the teacher you, you forgot the little portion that you need to complete your homework. She was freaking out. The thought of having to feel embarrassed and tell her teacher that she forgot part of her homework was like torture to her and torture to me. I'm like feeling it right now. (laughs) So of course, as she's bawling, crying, she's not willing to feel embarrassed going into school tomorrow. I get it. However, feeling that feeling and moving through that produces perseverance, produces character. She, If she had to truly suffer through this, she will never forget something again. So here's what I did. I'm watching her suffer. I'm watching her suffer. And, you know, we do have technology. So I said, okay, well, let me just ask a mom in your class. She goes to a smaller school. If maybe she was in a larger school, maybe I wouldn't have this opportunity. And if I didn't know some of the parents, but I text a mom my daughter does not have any technology where she can text or message or anything. I will not do that. Um, but I text the mom and I get the homework sent via, you know, text message as a photo. And Raya was able to complete her homework. But I turned to her and I said, Raya, I will never do this for you again. I will never do this for you again. Because I know that if I take these sufferings and this discomfort away from my daughter, she will not grow. She will not step into that character that I need her to step into. So I made that crystal clear. So I hope that even in that suffering, while it was alleviated, she understands that this is not what I want to feel. And I need to be able to like navigate through this. And again, we will encounter moments like this. You will forget your homework again. There will be something that you have to move through that feels embarrassing. You might have to cop to the fact that you weren't as responsible or whatever it may be. But do you see how we take our sufferings away from our children? And in doing so, we take away hope. When we take away adversity from our children and This is a Brene Brown quote, but Brene Brown got this from scripture. When we take away adversity from our children, we take away hope. This is literally Romans 3, 5. I have been feeling it lately. There has been so much that has changed, so much pruning, so much heaviness that is kind of being brought to the surface again from my past and not in, not in a crazy triggering way, but in a way that's like, wow, I still have some like healing to do in here. There's some things that I need to feel through. Moving through that discomfort is going to produce that perseverance. And that perseverance is always going to produce character. And that character produces hope. When you feel feelings, when you feel those big feelings, you step into a bigger life you step into that ultimate character that God wants you walking in. And then you leave a legacy, an inheritance behind. Because if you have no perseverance and no character and no hope, I don't know what you're doing. I can't even imagine some of the, the behaviors you're engaging in. If we don't have any perseverance or character or hope, you are living half dead. Dead. <laughs> While you are meant to have big emotions, they are meant 
to teach you, to grow you, not to hold you hostage, not to keep you in bondage. This is why I teach you how to give yourself an emotionally wealthy life. And I'm going to do that inside a very exclusive special offering that I've created. It's called the Penthouse Treatment. It's a three-day mini course for your insides because this is where we grow, we persevere, we we step into that new self-concept, we find peace even in the chaos, we find peace and joy and love and beauty even in those heavy times because there will still always be the 50-50 of life, the good and the bad those 50% beautiful, amazing circumstances that are showing up, and then some of those negative ones. And while we have to feel that, you still get to find peace. And that's what I teach you inside the penthouse treatment, how to give yourself the peace and the joy and the fulfillment. Every single day, you're going to step into emotional health, emotional wealth, and emotional wisdom. And when you can walk that, oh my gosh, There is just like no going back to that old version of you. You've put on a whole new skin. So I would love to see you inside the penthouse treatment. I will link the link to learn more in the show notes. And I hope that you feel all the feelings today. I hope that you embrace them as a teacher, as like a warm hug to build you, to grow you, to allow you to step into that new version of you, that amazing version of you, that version of you that God has destined you to step into. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Simply Impeccable podcast. To connect with me or to gain access to my transformative coaching, please visit my website, amandadenardo.com, or you can follow me on Instagram at amandadenardocoach. I cannot wait to connect with you, my friend, and support you on this impeccable and incredible journey.